Hi everyone, what's your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I'm Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary thing in their life, how their mindset shift to help them achieve it. We discuss their story of success and the mindset that drive them into achieving the impossible. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Today we have a very special guest joining us. He wears many hats. He's a surgeon, a CEO, a thought leader, and also an investor. I'll let him introduce himself, Dr. Brad,、uh, Brad Levine. Thanks for coming in to our show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me, Benjamin. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing well. Thank you. So、um, that's that's just、uh, get started. I, I believe there's a lot of things that we can touch on today.、Um, uh, just to start, do you want to give us a brief introduction on、uh, what you have done in the past and what's the highlight of your journey? So、uh, I, I was raised outside of Philadelphia in the suburbs and went to high school in Florida and then、uh, moved out to Los Angeles for college and medical school. And completed my training in ear, nose, and throat surgery at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, and had a few pivots and steps along the way, but eventually came back to Los Angeles and began a solo private practice as a surgeon, and practiced that way from 1998 to 2012, and then formed a group and currently. Have a group of four ear, nose, and throat surgeons outside of Los Angeles called Beach City ZNTs, and along the way had different struggles, which I'm sure we'll talk about, and challenges, which caused me to change and pivot and grow. And I totally believe mindset does lead to transformation, and we have a lot of commonalities in my platform and your podcast. So I'm excited to be here, and I thank you for allowing me to be here. Thanks a lot,、um, and I. I believe、uh, you your your high high level introductions、uh, doesn't really, you know,、uh, really explain、uh, things in details on what the challenges and so and things like that. So let's just、uh, jump right right into it. So you mentioned that、um, you、uh, you were born in a Philly uh, su- uh, suburb, right? And、uh, yes, do do you want to start from here? Like, give us a brief understanding on how. How the the journeys go,、uh, journeys goes, and how the challenges you know、um, roll into your life. Yeah, I would say my first disruption of the same and normalcy was my parents deciding to move when I was in high school, and we moved to Florida just to leave the cold and go to warmer weather.、Mm. Uh, but when you're a child, everything you know is defined by your upbringing and your parents and your home, and that defines what. A father is, a mother is, what normal is, and mine was all very copacetic and smooth and easy until it all changed in high school, and it was really challenging to move in the middle of high school and start over,、mm. and just not that much fun. And I I did well. I put my focus on school and did well in school, as most doctors do.、Mm. Uh, But really didn't. I don't think I was as happy as I wish I was, and set out to look somewhere else. But had I never moved from Philadelphia to Florida, I never would have been able to go to college in Los Angeles across the country and start again. And it just showed me the power of starting over.
and how change allows you a new set. And I've come to realize every day is that opportunity when you wake up, really. Mm -hmm. But uh, change sometimes forces that on us. Pain and problems have a purpose is one of the things I say. And, you know, they sometimes have to really knock you down to make you change right. because it is so much more comfortable to stay the same, even if you're not that happy. Right. 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 So that, that was one of my first changes in childhood and um, through school. Uh, I loved college. I loved med school and I loved all that learning and then training. All of that was very narrowly focused on my professional journey and most people who pursue healthcare, whether it's nursing, physicians, dentists, I think you end up pushing aside a lot of life to really just pursue your education and skills. And it's a big sacrifice and investment. And, uh, and you do that for the pot of gold or the dream on the other side of the rainbow. But I think a lot of times it doesn't always work out to what we expect, much like marriage or kids or many things in life. And uh, yeah, when I finished all my training, there were challenges and I couldn't find the opportunity I wanted where I wanted. And so initially I decided to let go of my dream of staying, spending my life in Southern California and took a job in New Jersey near where I trained, near where I knew people from growing up and found a really good professional opportunity but i just it just didn't match really what i wanted and who i was so that was challenging so during that time i focused a lot of my energies on writing my first book which is called how to join by or merge a physician's practice and i just shared what i had learned mm -hmm. during a year process of looking at opportunities when during training no one really gives you any any practical foundation for making this life decision of where am I going to spend my life and practice my career. Right. So uh, this challenge turned into an opportunity and I had never been an English person or someone who enjoyed reading and writing particularly. Uh, most docs, I think, are math and science guys, yeah. which I was. Uh, but I found that I loved writing when I was writing and sharing something I had learned. Mm -hmm. Maybe was a pivotal beginning of me just sharing what I've learned to help other people. Mm. You know, you do that as a doctor for sure. But over my decades in medicine, I think I've shared a lot of life lessons with my patients as much as medication and surgery recommendations. Did you learn, did you learn that uh, there's a lot more thing other than uh, medicines when you were practicing as a surgeon? I, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I was so narrowly focused on my goal that I did not really appreciate the value of time and my life till I was a little older and till I was solely responsible mm -hmm. for my patients. And over 30 years, I have become more and more grateful for just having this vulnerable, naked interaction with strangers 20 times a day. And I learn as much from my patients as I hope to teach them. And I certainly mm. appreciate my good health or my parents or my family or problems I don't have 
when I hear the struggles of other mm -hmm. people. They really, most of us don't know until we live it. You know, I had a patient today who just said, I never appreciated how much I enjoy hearing till I couldn't hear. And it's been three weeks till you fixed my ears and I could hear again. You don't appreciate that till you lose it, right? You don't appreciate yeah. people till you lose them a lot of times. You don't take it for granted. Yep, you take it for granted or there's just so much we're blessed with by waking up every day. Mm -hmm. You don't appreciate your back not hurting till your back hurts every day. And then yeah. you appreciate being out of pain. You know, it's just so many things. You don't appreciate a glass of water till you go a day and don't have any water. And then it's, it's the most refreshing beverage you could ask for. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, you, you, uh, you mentioned that you're, um, you, you're, 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 you're still seeing uh, patients right now. Right. So, yes. and you also mentioned that your, uh, investor, um, how, yes. how, how is the current, um, your day-to-day -day life look like? Uh, one thing I like about my schedule is most of my days are different. So there are some days where I see patients in the morning and then I'm off in the afternoon, which is when I'll work on my practice as a business, or I will work on real estate investments or managing my properties or my platform. And then there are days where I operate in the morning and see patients in the afternoon and I do nothing else but medicine. So I, I like my days not being the same uh, repetition and my weeks not being the same. So I, I have different days. I do different things and I have control of my time because I'm employed by myself. So that's a, a risk and a benefit of being self-employed is right. that I choose my schedule. I choose who I work with. I choose what I do and don't. Mm -hmm. And I like that freedom of choice. Mm, I see. It's um, comparing with, um, you know, in the past, I believe there's a certain period of time you only serve as a surgeon. Or have you been always lived like investor, surgeon, CEO all the time? No, during, during my training, I was narrowly laser focused on medicine and did nothing but study and work and, you know, some exercise here and there, some dating here and there. But really, my... Sorry, did you, did you want to, to get into med, like medical or medicine um, when you started? Or what was your dream? What was your goal? Yeah, as a child... That was the direction I saw for me. I liked working with people. Mm -hmm. I liked having a purpose beyond making money and feeling, um, yes, feeling purposeful in what I did each day. I love impacting and changing lives. So I had headed in the pre-med direction in college, even though I took languages and business classes and never found anything that just pulled me in a different direction. Mm. I think over life I have, uh, you know, I was pulled towards learning, investing and towards having my own business in life. But how did it happen? Uh, well, uh, I was pulled into my own business because I couldn't find what I wanted. And I repeatedly was trying different things that were not, not authentic to who I was or wanted to be. Mm. So I was sort of forced into that. I certainly looked for jobs and wanted a job where I had a salary, liked who I worked with, liked where I worked and had an opportunity towards ownership. And none of those were presented to me with people that I could see myself trusting and working with. I see. So... That is how I ended up practicing on my own. And then 
on my own, I met someone else who had a similar set of ethics and values. And we sort of had a, a nice yin yang of Mm -hmm. personalities and strengths. And that is how we formed our group and then grew from there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for, for real estate investments, that was a really, really almost parallel journey. Once I reached my maximum capacity of time and focus in medicine and reached a cap because there's only so many hours in in the day that you can do your vertical income on your own alone. Mm -hmm. And medicine and most most healthcare professions are a very individual, competitive, driven pursuit. And that works great, but you're going to reach a plateau or you're going to reach a ceiling where you don't have any more hours in the day, or you individually cannot be the expert on every aspect of business, real estate, and all the things you do. Right, because you're only cash flowing yourself. Yes. You're an owner-operator, but you're not really doing anything passively. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very nice, very nice. Um, You touch on a lot of things that I want to get further in, but um, let me choose one that that I'm most curious about. you know, when you get into real estate investment, uh, you're saying that your time was a bottleneck, right? Um, how did you know that real estate is the way to address the issue? Who I, I that really through the exposure of networks and mastermind groups, uh, it sort of evolved. So when I was hitting my maximal capacity. I had three offices. I was eating lunch in my car. I had a two-year-old and twin girls and uh, was newly married and really just could not see the way I was living continuing for decades without having a heart attack or something. And uh, I joined a, I formed with a friend, a, our first mastermind group, we called the men's group of just five guys who met once a month and shared their challenges. We all were married. We all had two or three kids. We all owned our own businesses. And it was the first time in life I did anything not alone and on my own and was exposed to sharing vulnerability and imperfection and challenges. And that went on for maybe 10 years that we did that. And it was really powerful and transformational. And, uh, Uh, Just that sharing and just that thinking collectively and hearing outside opinions and, um, you know, it forced me to close two offices and narrow my focus on one office and make other decisions that are hard decisions to make, but are life changing. And that rolled me into other opportunities of seeing other groups that looked interesting to me and had people who were who I wanted to be and and became a portal for me to transform as I expanded my mindset. So you would say your mindset got expanded, not, yes. not um, basically shift by a certain person or, well, I guess it's a, it's a mastermind group, right? So you got um, influenced by all the other people in the same group. Yeah. By many people, mm-hmm. you know, by, by how the questions people ask, the things they talk about, mm-hmm. the goals they set for themselves. 
uh, we don't really know. Well, we don't know what we don't know, yeah. right? And um, we certainly can read many books, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, but there's a limit to how much we can do right. and how much of that serves us without just fishing around and doing it inefficiently mm-hmm. or finding people who are where you want to go and jumping with them and going there faster. So when I joined my the second group called GoBundance, um, I was exposed to people who are primarily in real estate. Real estate wasn't what attracted me. What attracted me was the concept of making money mm-hmm. that wasn't tied to my time and sweat and the concept of passive or horizontal income, mm-hmm. which seems like something you understand and maybe you invest in stocks and hope for that, but never at such a focused, driven, um, efficient, scalable way, which is what becoming friends with people who do this full time enables you. Mm. And uh, yes, it transformed my life in so many different ways in just what I pursued, how I thought in opportunities to invest in and in also in strategies for the things I did myself. And many of the concepts I brought back to my medical practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, in how we interview new people or how we retain staff during the time of the great resignation and no one wanting to work and, and so many challenges. And even how we deal with a worldwide pandemic, yeah. which is a medical issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, can you give us a, 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 a little more details on how your first deal looked like? Did you um, jump onto your first real estate deal with you know, person that you meet in the mastermind group and give us a little background how it went. Yeah, my first, uh, when I joined GoBundance at the time that I said yes, um, the person leading the our meeting basically said, you should be looking at five deals a day coming across your desk. And I'm like, you know, charts come across my desk, patients come across my desk, but deals don't come across mm-hmm. my desk. And to my shock and surprise, he said, okay. And then he talked to one of the guys and they threw up a deal. And one of the guys there was a syndicator. And little did I know, he actually lived in LA and became part of my local group. So I got to know him and he showed me my first syndication, which was a multifamily development in Texas. Mm -hmm. And I had the benefit of seeing him monthly and watching this deal from purchase to refinance, to sale and return of my initial capital investment. Mm -hmm. So that was a very educational process. And um, I've had that process now a few times over with other deals, but that is my first deal was very, it was completely passive as a limited partner in a syndication. From there, I also pursued purchasing real estate myself and tried to do that in Southern California where there isn't really a lot of cash flow to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, like the medical mindset I talk about, I tried that all alone and on my own, reading books and doing everything myself and wasted a year and a half of time mm-hmm. until I started complaining to people and actually sharing who I wanted to be and who I was beyond what people saw me as, which was just a surgeon. Mm-hmm. And as I did that, People, a friend of a friend basically said, hey, I want to meet you, introduce you to some guys I know. A friend of mine is a turnkey uh, 
provider in Texas and we met them and they became our, our turnkey operators for single family homes that we own outside of Dallas. Mm. So that sort of developed another network and another opportunity. I see. And then through other mastermind groups, additional opportunities have evolved. Right. So uh, you've been basically uh, mostly investing, you know, as a limited partners until uh, you know this turnkey person. And um, you've been buying since, uh, I assume it's all single family or a few multifamily as well? I, yeah, I have one triplex and the rest single family homes. Mm. And, 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 and actually, uh, just this past year, uh, I invested with several other people in uh, the investors I know here in a 41 unit uh, apartment complex in Kansas City. Nice. Oh, so limited so, partner as well? Yes. No, no. Uh, we're all GPs. We're oh, all equal wow. partners. Okay, so you've gone through a process. You yes, nice, nice. That that's certainly a expansion to the to the understandings on how syndication work, right? Yes, mm, nice. So, um, how uh, I guess um, we'll get we'll get get into another um, topic. So, how crisis and disruptions transform a surgeon into an investor and thought leaders? So. I, I've given a few examples of this, but uh, over time, over these decades that I've been in medicine, I have uh, experienced challenges that have taught me uh, different ways to think and how to pivot and how to practice life and investing differently from how I practice medicine. And I think one of the key things that I've learned and that I share is that you don't have to do everything the same way everywhere in your life. Uh, when you get married, uh, I would not still be married 21 years later if I treated my wife like I treat my patients. You know, I treat her differently because it's a different situation. My kids for sure have taught me how to be a better doctor and how they are different from me and different from my patients. Uh, and all of these challenges when you butt up against them, sort of force you or have forced me to look at things in a different way and to react in a different way and to see how other people do things and to be open to doing things differently. So the pandemic, of course, forced a lot of people to work differently and a lot of people now work from home or certainly know what Zoom is and FaceTime and other tele ways that you can connect with people. And I think in a lot of ways, it forced us to clean house a little bit oh, sure. with our staff and a lot of people um, really were put to the test and whether they want to do what they're doing or whether they need a change. Mm -hmm. Our staff in our office really had almost a complete turnover for different reasons wow. through the pandemic. Mm. And we've become better and more efficient and found people who are enthusiastic and excited where we had a lot of people who were there for a long time and knew what they were doing. But I think we're a little tired and not as passionate right. as the people we have now. And that's all good. That's changing, right? That's, mm -hmm. that is what transformation is about. Nice. Um, so I, I guess, uh, there's, there's, there's one, one thing that we've been trying to discover, um, in our shows, uh, with different guests are, you know the the original mindset that really put us 
um, from doing whatever we were doing into real estate investing or doing some other great thing. Like myself, I am originally trained as a as a as a physicist or engineer, and uh-huh. then I uh, eventually um, noticed that oh, I can't keep doing whatever I'm doing because there will be days that I'll be sick. There will be days I don't want to do do anything, right? And I get got into you know this transformation process of mindset. How's yours look like? Mine is never ending. Mine is uh, mine is very intentional and aware. Um, there are so many different aspects of my life that I have grown and changed from that focused area I had, that focused mindset of medicine. Mm. Uh, and I call one medis- medical mindset and one breaking out of the medical mindset or boom. But uh, I have learned that in even in medicine, if I strive to be a perfectionist, uh, outside of medicine, I can accept 80% and learn and pivot from what, what isn't perfect or what isn't what I want to be. And it doesn't have to be that way, 100%. I don't have to know everything and be perfect uh, in things I do outside of medicine and in life. Uh, there's just so many aspects. I've learned that I don't have to do it all alone and on my own which is how you do most of most things in your primary job. And I've learned what leverage is and how I can benefit from other people or from technology. I've learned to, uh, to just appreciate the wins as much as I perseverate on the losses and the failures and the mistakes. Uh, I've learned to ask myself, what am I responsible for if I'm not responsible for everything or I feel like frustrated from things I can't change? I I think there's so many ways you can take almost anything and flip it to be a positive or an opportunity if you want. I've learned, as I said before, that problems have a purpose, right? And uh, so instead of being frustrated by them, I allow them to open a door to something else. Have you ever uh, thought about um, if you get an opportunity to share with a younger version of you, what would you tell that young man when, oh my when you see he was struggling when he, or when you see he's stressful, and ready to give, give up? It's such a hard question because I am so different from who I was 20 or 30 years ago. And I don't know uh, how receptive I would have been because a lot of these things have to have pain to make you change. And a lot of these things do not happen by simply pressing a button and presto, change occurs. They are slow. Transformation is slow. It's not a, a quick process. I mean, I absolutely would say expand your world and include people that you want to be more like. And uh, don't try to do everything alone and on your own. Um, And that you are more than just what you do. Uh, Those were things I I would definitely share with the younger me or the past me. Hmm. Um, 
Very yeah, nice. I think I would have. I, 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 if I was on someone's shoulder, if I was on my own shoulder 20 or 30 years ago, I definitely would have accelerated the change that I went through if possible. Because you know and how. Because I know how now and I can not waste all the time I did. And, you know, I mean, for years, I just did all my own QuickBooks because I thought that would save me time and who knows it better than me. Now I have a bookkeeper. And I can't tell you how many hours I just spent at night just clicking the lines of what, you know, what each mm-hmm. line expense and income has to go to. It's just not good use of my time anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just a very easy example nice. of that. Nice. Let me let me do a follow up on this. What about um, what about the future you? that you see yourself will grow into and what do you think the future you would want to tell you about? I mean, if, if, uh, if, if this is private or if this is, uh, no, it's not private. I just, it's a deep, it's a very deep outstanding question that I have. I need a minute to think about. I mean, I, I anticipate and expect that the future of me will be less serious and more um, just seizing the day and got got the world in my hands. That's what I would like. Um, the future me will definitely travel more and not be as tied to my work as much as I still am to this day. Uh, so that, that's really the future me that I want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, more, more laid back and, and just having fun with it all. Nice. I mean, those are the people that to me, I admire mm-hmm. that are living that, are, that they're, there's not that big of a difference between their work and play because they're loving what they do mm-hmm. and they're having value to other people and making a living successfully as well that those are really people who are in flow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have times when I'm in flow and I just love it. And time, time doesn't even exist. I love when I'm creating for sure. I love when I'm impacting people's lives and, and I do that now. I just want to do it more and more efficiently and in a different way. Mm, Nice. Do you, do you see yourself, um, be doing more, um, on what you're doing, I mean, assuming you're really loving what you're doing, right? Do you see yourself to, you know, do this more and uh, to the day you retired or you already consider yourself retired, right? What, what? Um, I'm definitely not retired, but uh, I don't know that I'll ever retire. It depends on what retire means. If retire means leaving medicine, I, I don't know that I'm going to practice medicine till the day I die. Hmm. Uh but I don't know that I'll ever stop creating or, or learning or growing or investing or having projects. To me, that's life and living and exciting. And so I always have my hands in something for sure. You know, I really consider when I leave medicine, I'm going to call it refire and, uh, you know, just move on to the next thing. Nice. Nice. You know, um, in, in, in our in our podcast, usually um, I ask questions, try to learn more about our guests, but this is really something that resonates with me a lot. Um, you know, I, I I've been you know in engineering role or scientific role for some time, but 
I, I noticed that I don't get to do what I love all the time when you're working in a corporate job, right? Uh, most of the time you're dealing with, you know, the paperwork, the process, you know, the people, the politics, the, all the thing. And the time they really get to spend on what you truly love is very limited. And that triggers my mindset transformation. That, that, that really, you know, got me one day. I, I still remember the day that I returned back home and I was thinking that, you know, if, if I don't get to spend time with my kid, I got to do something more meaningful than dealing with all these crap. Yeah. So. yeah I mean, ideally, your boss or the people who run your organization should be trying to maximize everybody's flow and everybody's enjoyment because you're going to be the most productive right. in that space. Exactly. You know, the, what, when you don't have a job where that's afforded to you, you have the option of finding a different job exactly. or, or creating your own job mm -hmm. where you delegate out the things you don't want to do and maximize your flow. Right. I mean, I, I try to improve that in my own medical practice and in my own life all the time. I mean, that is, that is the compass, right? That is your North star is to, regardless of whether you're earning money, being a dad, being a husband, mm -hmm. fixing the house to just enjoy the moments of your life. Mm. Cause none of us know when the moments are going to end. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and, and I mean, uh, believe or not, start, you know, start from very reasons. I decided to get to work on this capital that um, I'm going to acquire like, you know, multifamily, you know, 100 plus apartment complex um, as a syndicator, simply because I noticed all my community, like people who are specialists, who are extremely good in engineering science, you know, those kind of backgrounds, they're so restricted you know, by the financial status. And right? they don't even know. They don't even know. Exactly. They don't know. Exactly. Right. They don't yes. even realize that they're stuck. And so this is, a, this is a great segue. So my platform, which is called Breaking Out of the Medical Mindset, uh, really could be breaking out of the engineering mindset, breaking out of the dental mindset. It's just breaking out of whatever you've always done the same way that right. is comfortable and has given you success. And it's an irony because... The habits that bring you to success sometimes become a limitation and your weakness to see other ways or to see better ways or different ways. So I have a course uh, called Boom 1.0 and it has 30 modules and each one of those modules specifically is how I used to be and how I am now uh, with, with lessons and exercises and worksheets and things to do and even books to read mm -hmm. that just teach you. You may always want to be perfect in what you do and work, but there is a value to just doing things and making mistakes and going for it and taking that risk. You know, that is huge. Now, otherwise you stay in the same place and you mm -hmm. live the same day for the rest of your life. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I totally can relate to everything you're saying. Nice. And ironically, that first syndicator is an engineer oh, or wow. was an engineer. And because of that, 
I was actually attracted to him because he was very detailed with all the numbers. He was very confident. He wasn't, you know, wearing a purple suit with greased hair and just trying to sell you something. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of uh, authenticity and credibility in people like that. So I think, I mean, I know many engineers that have pivoted with their mindset and transformed their lives for sure. Very nice. Um, and excuse me again that I'm not really following to all the potential rundowns that we prepare, but I found no, this I to be more, more meaningful. So I, I, I really appreciate the conversation. Um, but there's one thing that I do want to, um, you know, um, seek your advice because we got a lot of young um, audience who just get started. Um, what, what would you tell them, say, right? Because most of our audience are specialists who are extremely good in certain things, and that may not really serve them well yet. So what would you want to say to them? Yeah, I would say number one, never stop learning. And if you love learning and you are a great student, don't just limit that learning to what you do. You know, expose yourself to other people and other ideas and look around for people who seem to have what you want and get exposed to whether it's their book, their podcast, their YouTube channel, uh, just expand your world. I'm very much a proponent and supporter of mastermind groups, find groups of people who are a step ahead or 20 steps ahead of where you want to be and learn from those people and just expose yourself step into discomfort and be a little uncomfortable and eventually you'll get used to being uncomfortable. I mean, this being on a podcast used to be pretty uncomfortable for me. Now it's just like talking to somebody that, uh, you know, I'm sharing my life with and that's what life's about. So I, I encourage you not to feel limited. No, we are all limitless. We limit ourselves. Right. Right. I really appreciate that. Um, those are great, great um, advice to to the people who just started with, um, you know, nothing, right? Especially, you know, younger generation who just graduated, um, not sure what's what what the world is leading them, right? Um, especially nowadays, we're in a very uncertain timing, um, right? Uh, a lot of younger, you know, uh, generations are probably seeking, you know, direction and things like that, right? So please, you know, uh, 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 look into, you know, the content and the value um, uh, Dr. Levine has provided. Um, and um, of course, we'll include all the uh, website link and, you know, his book, um, the ways that you can, re- you can, you know, get connected to really learn more about it. Absolutely. My platform has a free newsletter you can sign up for. I'm sure the links will be there. And uh, once a week, I I talk about these mindset shifts and I talk about both mindsets and and share little stories and experiences and ideas Mm -hmm. that I think is applicable to people, whether they're a doctor, a nurse, or even an engineer or a lawyer or anyone who wants a change in their life. I'm really fascinated by feeling stuck and and, uh, how we change. Because uh, I find that just sometimes simply a really powerful question can change how you think about things. Or a quote, like on your Instagram, I saw a lot of quotes, which I loved. And I think 
you know, we're in a, we're at a time where everyone expects things immediately and certainly immediately a quote, a question, um, something can change how you think of things forever. I, but the change itself, it takes time and you need to be patient and just keep stepping into the fog mm -hmm. until you see what's on the other side. Right. Right. Dr. Levine, do you want to give us, um, like how people can find you, your website, your program? Sure. So my, my platform is called Breaking Out of the Medical Mindset, which you could go to www.breakingoutofthemedicalmindset.com, but it's quite long. So you can also go www.boommindset.com. And uh, there's, there's two posts a week. One is uh, usually a story or a lesson, and then one is either a share or a question or some answers to questions from the audience or a podcast that I'm on such as this or an article I've written. And uh, we, this is definitely a audience based and led platform where I, I want to hear people's feedback and what we can do to help you. And uh, there'll be more coming out with boom in the future. We just launched a month ago, the boom course, mm -hmm. which uh, provides a lot 30 modules a lot of videos a lot of a lot of um questions and charts and um things to evaluate on yourself there's a there's like a 10 page what i call mirror and magnet to just self-assess who you are and what makes you happy and how you are from a health standpoint financial standpoint spiritual standpoint relationship standpoint uh, to help you set goals for your future and visioning and things of that nature. Nice. And you have published a book? I have a book. This book is several decades old. It, it's for people who are leaving their educational phase of life and entering the workforce and how you look at different opportunities. It's called How to Join, Buy, or Merge a Physician's Practice. And in the same way, it shares stories of uh, of mistakes and problems docs have had and questions and things to look at when you interview nice um other than your own books is there any books that you would recommend uh people to read that influence you the most oh so many so many i i'm right in front of the bookcase here uh and so the best book on learning what concept of leverage is i would say is who not how it talks about um, how you can't do everything. You can't be the expert in everything, but right. you can find someone else who is. Uh, so this is a great book about leverage by Dan, um, by Dan Sullivan. Dan Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. I love um, that books. Great book. Yep. Oops. Mindset is a great book about the growth mindset as opposed to being limited and fixed mindset. This book I thought was transformational. It's a uh, Carol. Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck, yeah. D-W-E-C-K. Nice. Of course, everyone or most people know Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which right. talks about um, passive income. Financial mindset. Mm -hmm. Concepts by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm -hmm. Brene Brown wrote The Gifts of Imperfection. This is a great book on vulnerability and not being perfect. Mm. Yeah, that one I did. I could go on and on because nice. I read so many books. Yeah. So great. Um, this is one final book I, I would share. It's called Life in the Transition. And this actually talks about the different steps to make a change. 
by Bruce Feiler. Bruce Feiler. And I talk about this book in my course as well. Nice. Okay, we'll make sure we capture all that and include it in the podcast note. So if you're interested, go check it out. Um, uh, before we wrap up, is there any um, things you would like to share with us uh, that we missed? I mean, this has been a great experience and a great interview. I really appreciate your time. I totally believe that the first step into any change and any transformation is your mindset. And um, I think this has been a great opportunity. I appreciate the opportunity to share with you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, Dr. Levine. I really appreciate the content. Those certainly offer a lot of value to our audience for sure, and including myself. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. What's your highlight of the week? Thank you for joining us again tonight. This is MIT Podcast. MIT stands for Mindset into Transformation. I'm Benjamin Huang, your host tonight. Here we have conversation with people who have done extraordinary things in their life, how their mindset shift to help them achieve it. We discuss their story of success and the mindset that drive them into achieving the impossible. I hope you enjoyed the episode today.